Welcome to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen. And me, Kate Thompson. Woo! And guess what? We got a guest. Today is a very <laughs> special, extra special episode we Ooh. have with us. A wonderful listener, an excellent emailer, an awesome guy in general, Alex Aronowitz. Aronowitz, ah! I said it. <laughs> you got it. Hell yeah. Um, he is, a, I consider, I think we consider him a friend of the pod. A I friend, would say friend so. of the pod. He's now been, it's he, like official, we've met. Yeah. yeah. Face, face to face to face. Face to face to face. <laughs> On our Zoom. Zooming yeah. it up. Zooming it's it so up, awesome. everybody. Thank you so much for doing the show with us. I'm stoked. I've wanted yeah. to be on for a while. You guys, you know, you, y'all just didn't want me on for so long. I just had to pester you and pester you. <laughs> yeah, we've been yeah. avoiding it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, couldn't avoid it any longer. <laughs> no, you, you have truly been with us from day one. Oh, like, yeah. I was like, excited. When I first heard, heard about the launch, I was like, I was like, oh, sweet. And then you guys are just funny as hell. So funny as hell always works for me. Wow. Thank you. That is a, the greatest compliment. Yeah. I love it. Um, we're That's so awesome. excited to have you. Okay. I'm thrilled. Thrilled. <laughs> I mean, um, you know. The listeners can't see this right now, but I'm loving the color, the beard color right now. Oh, yeah. I, I was thinking about dyeing it again, but, you know, because it's like fading to like the light purple. It was supposed to be hot pink, but I failed. I failed. <laughs> I, I don't like know it. how. I it said pink on the box, so I don't know how it was my failure, but I don't know. Do you have well, to bleach it first and then try to do it? See, I didn't want to bleach it. I yeah. was like, I have a lot, of, a lot of gray in my beard, and this was a real sign of how gray it was to show like all the black in the beard and then just all this purple. Just that's how old I am, you know. All that gray <laughs> it is looks now purple. <laughs> it looks badass. It looks awesome. Yeah. Um, well, it's a way to lie. I'm lying like to everyone. A, are you like a Star Trek guy at all? Do you like any I am. of this? Uh, Iris Stephen Bear dyes his uh, beard all purple in case. Oh, if yeah, you yeah. Go, yeah, like one of the big writers and like uh, guys behind like Deep Space Nine or, or like, you know, like the second. Post Next like, Generation third. stuff, all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. He was, yeah. Uh, and yeah, like, uh, his, if you, if you ever Google him, he looks fucking awesome. He's got like the full purple beard and like, Dark, dark sunglasses. Yeah, yeah the, I remember the, with the glasses and everything. Yeah. He's such a brilliant, brilliant mind. Totally. Yeah, totally. Star Trek stuff. I mean, oh, I, you know, yeah. this is now all crap a Star Trek podcast because yeah. I don't know about Star Trek. Deep <laughs> Space Nine. Uh, this is I, so great, dude. I, it looks fucking good. That's my yeah. point. It looks great. Good. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. it. Uh, speaking of Deep Space one. Nine, though, like, I did this weird thing. Where I didn't do this with Deep Space Nine, but I this will lead me to Deep Space Nine. I was like, I, I don't really want to go through all of Star Trek because I'm just not in the mood to start a whole and go through a whole series. That's a so whole series, I, yeah. So I watched the the pilot in the final episode. Unbeknownst, <laughs> unbeknownst to the generation, they work perfectly together. Yeah, which they was do. Insane. Yeah. yeah, I was like, wow. And now I have like a list from some friends of like, here's the ones you should definitely watch in between. But then that led me to just go, I'm going to watch the pilot of Deep Space Nine. I was blown away by the pilot for Deep Space Nine. If I you like the so pilot, you, it gets like even better. It's like notoriously like really finds its footing in like the third, like second, third season. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Deep Space Nine yeah. is my favorite Trek. 
despite yeah. you know like people were always like nah, it's not really trick because they're not flying around they're right. just in a space station i was like they're in space yeah and they, they it's have amazing. a fucking portal to the rest of space it's space yeah. is coming to them and it's honestly i mean with social commentary they turned it up a notch oh yeah oh, in yeah. deep space not like you know all of star trek have always, has always had social commentary you know and of course you know a lot of people on the internet are like, oh, they're getting all political in Star right. Trek now. I hate it. I'm like, have you it's never watched an episode yeah. of Star Trek in your yeah. life? But yeah, man, oh, like far beyond the stars, that episode, I have come to tears multiple times watching that episode, especially like, you know, in the light of everything, all you know, with everything that's going on in the country, like watching that episode yeah. now, like tears will flow. It is such, and it, that was a brilliant 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 show and you said it too like even multiple viewings like even if you know what's going to happen the characters are just so strong that it really creates something that you can revisit and like still be emotionally impacted by a hundred percent yeah every single time dave you gotta watch it there's there's um uh like view guides on online like like best episodes blah 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 i've dived into those view guides but then i just like i like going to a direct source that i like trust Totally. Mm-hmm. So I had like two for generation and I think I, one of these sources will be good for deep space nine, but I was like, I can guarantee I like their taste and they're passionate about this so much that I'm like, give me your top like foot 10. Yeah. And then right. of course a couple of them go over the number I give them. Right. right. <laughs> I could give you 25 right now. You know yeah. what I, mean? I just got to remember the names of the, of the episodes far beyond the stars. Like I said, that's the most impactful one for me, but if I went through the episode guide, like, yeah, these are all the ones that if you watch these, you're going to get blown away, plus characters. Yeah. You know, oh, Bashir yeah. and Garrett, you know, like all these different characters, you like all their relationships. You would love, love it, Dave. Yeah. Uh, I'm guaranteed to love it. I know. I just, <laughs> I mean, if I liked, if I liked a pilot, plus a pilot and an ending, yeah. <laughs> as much as yeah. I did. That's it's, so funny that you did that. <laughs> yeah, that's actually uh, pretty smart. Yeah, that, yeah. Especially for Next Generation. It works so well. Yeah. It's, it was wild. Yeah. Um, tell us, uh, you are currently, this is before we get to the story that we're going to be discussing today. I want, we want to learn about you, Alex, because you know, you're more than just the friend of the pod. You're, you're many I'm things. I'm just a human. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a human. So, so what can I tell you? Uh, you work uh, with, well, first off, you work with Sideshow Collectibles and Unruly Industries. Talk, tell us about what you do for them and what they, what that entails and what's coming up or currently while we're recording, it will be a week from or a couple of weeks from now, but while people can listen to this, something will be occurring in regarding to that. True, true, true. So uh, I'm I work with the social team, um, the social media team uh, for Sideshow Collectibles, you know, helping with promotions, and I run um, one of their Facebook groups. The fa- one of their Facebook fan, they have like a bunch of them for their different imprints, and one of them is Unruly Industries, and I run the Designer Toy Collective on Facebook, and it's all about designer toys. So it's like you have. You know, you know how their statues are insane and detailed and like the hot toys, everything's yeah. all insane and detailed and like very perfect representation of the character. Yeah. Where designer toys will take that and f- turn it on its head. And like, now I say to you, like, give me your version of Wolverine. So there's this artist, Jesse Hernandez, urban Aztec, and he always puts this, uh, this Aztec cultural spin on it. So he'll take Wolverine and now it's Wolvie Muerto. And he's got like this insane designs. I wish I could, you know, I wish this was a video so I could show it, but everyone could check it out. But you I'm know, pulling like, it up right now. It's so cool. I mean, yeah, it, Dave, you, I don't know if you can even see that. You thing. know, I'm looking yeah. at it along yeah. with them. But, you it's know, it's fucking it's, awesome. 
Yeah, and so that's the thing with designer toys is like having an artist interpretation of something rather than like an exact representation of something. So like awesome. that really speaks to me because I love I as a person who is incapable of creating art, I'm obsessed with artists and what they can do and like what they can put meaning behind, which is, you know, why I love stories and why I love these TV shows and why I love it, you know, just putting a lot of heart and soul into like some sort of idea, you know, and again. I like when they do that with a with a famous pop culture character where they can say, I'm going to take this and put my imprint. This is me through Wolverine, through Iron Man, through Spider-Man, whatever. And there's also like original stuff. But anyways, I digress. I do a lot of work with the social team on that. And coming up awesome. the 20th to the 26th of July is Sideshow Con. So I'm actually going out to California, safely traveling with like 10 layers of clothing on and garbage bags <laughs> to, to, to strip out of. Like as soon as I get out of the airport, I'm like stripping all my clothes into, into a garbage bag uh, just yeah, so dude. I can uh, help them out with the sideshow con. So it's going to be fun. Socially distanced work. I love yeah, that. Dude. Yeah, dude. That's exciting. I mean, yeah. it's like that kind of stuff's scary, but it sounds like, yeah, if you have your full hazmat suit and everything yeah. and you got a like green mask, yeah. like you're am, you probably going to be okay. I'm terrified yeah, really of getting sick and I'm terrified right of now, spreading dude. it. That's, that's my yeah. fear. I don't, you know, I don't mind, you know, if I got it, yeah, that would really suck for my life. But like, if I like gave that to someone else and ruined their life, like, oof, ah, you know, so I'm, I'm with very you on careful. that. Very careful. I'm telling you, everyone thinks I'm crazy. I'm like dead serious bringing garbage bags with me. I might even put it on the seat. I might even put a garbage bag on the chair on the plane. I don't know. I support you. Thank you. you. (laughs) The things I've seen out here in LA, we were right before we were recording, we were having me and my uh, fiance were having margaritas out on the balcony. We were just watching a children's party take place with no masks. And even the grown-ups had no masks. You're just like, I don't know. What are you, what, what's yeah. going on? <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, it, it took a lot for me to visit my parents. Like it was yeah. a struggle. Like they were, they wanted me to come visit. They were like, you have to come visit. It's, it's Father's Day. You know, like I missed Mother's yeah. Day. I missed all these things. But like, my, they were like, all right, it's Father's Day. Just come for a barbecue. We're going to be fine. And the whole time, like, my heart is palpitating. Like I'm going to, you know, I'm going to kill my parents. Like, I'm yeah, freaking yeah. Out, you know, yeah. You know, that's I the think last that's thing I want to be Of course. Yeah. That's yeah. so scary, man. The yeah. shit. And it's, it's real too. People think it's not real, that's, <laughs> but it's look, fucking real. If everyone who doesn't think it's real, they can all get on planes and go somewhere, <laughs> go to a stadium, hop <laughs> all over each other. And just stay in that, like, you know, let's like pick a, let's pick a city and that'll be the designated <laughs> COVID is fake city. They can all hang out there. They can all get each other sick. No, it's just a cold. I'll be fine. I mean, and, uh, isn't that currently Washington, D.C. right now? <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah, it's pretty Washington, LA, dude. <laughs> you know? Oh, Shit's crazy. We got political. Listen, man, I don't mean to, I mean, it's not political. It's health. It's not <laughs> political. It's health. That's why I'm joking. Yeah. Uh, but that's great. I'm, if there's a possible, I, I wasn't going to say, I was going to say this for later, but if there's a possible way that the three of us can safely say hi to us in real time during your visit, we'll figure it out. We'll make that yeah. happen. That'd, That'd be great. great. Yeah. I got to, once they give me my schedule, I'm going to know what I can do and like where I can, how much time I have to like walk five feet out of the thing before some cop tackles me because, uh, you know, I have New York license plate. No, I'm obviously <laughs> like, like, where are you from? Like, I recognize that accent. You're from New York. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> they did that in Rhode yeah. Island. You know that? That's insane. 
Why? Did you know in Rhode Island, they were no. like going door to door, like seeing if you had New Yorkers. Oh my <laughs> like, god! That seems wild. If you had New York plates, like where are you going? I know in Delaware they were arresting people if you had out of state plates or like giving yeah. you a ticket. I should I, I should say, yeah. but still like stopping <laughs> wow. you and being like, get the fuck out of here, <laughs> dude. Wow. I mean, hey, you know what? Maybe that's safer. What do I know? But it's pretty I scary, like going door to door. Like, hey, do you have any New Yorkers in your house? Yeah, yeah geez. Flashbacks. <laughs> familiar yeah yes. right yeah it sounds very familiar. what are they gonna start putting like familiar. arm patches with the statue yeah. of liberty yeah. on it yeah, like, yeah what's yeah. going on well statue of liberty arm man so you yeah anyways everybody just wear your masks my friend my friend gwen she's a cosplayer and she makes stuff she actually sent me special masks because you know because when you have a beard it's hard to do math oh yeah I have a mask that envelops my entire my entire beard so if dude I put it that's on, amazing oh, wow. it covers the whole thing up it covers my whole face and it's like it's amazing it's that's awesome so thoughtful friends do nice Does things she sell them or she just makes them for people like well, she was just making them for friends oh, and okay stuff. okay she was i was like, like you, know, you could blow her uh like if she had a shop or something i was like dude, yeah. that would be pretty that is amazing blow up her spot didn't even think um, about that yeah. yeah, my beard is not as large as yours, but it pops out all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm giving my beard COVID every time we go out. That's no. it. <laughs> Just bleach it every day. Just bleach it. Just have this nice yeah. white there blonde beard. There you go. <laughs> bleach it. Uh, well, um, <laughs> I'm just laughing at that concept. Uh, Alex, tell us a little bit about your history of with reading comic books. When did it start? Yeah, your yeah. history. I got a really funny thing. So like, I remember like, I was probably like four years old, my, this memory that my dad was reading me a comic. And this is before Howard Stern came up with it, by the way, I'm going to preface this with that. Okay. But he was reading a Star Trek comic. And I remember this so vividly. He was reading a Star Trek comic and I couldn't read it, you know, like with him. So he was reading to us. And there was this one scene where a guy's got his hands out and there's this blast coming from behind him. He's like, oh my God, Fartman is here. He's late for it. <laughs> you know, that's so, so I've been a comic book person for a very, very, very long time. My wallpaper in my bedroom was all, even though I don't like Superman really, it was all Superman. Um, when I was five years old, I bought Howard the Duck and Godzilla and Devil Dinosaur comics. Like, so I've been my whole life, I've had comics in my life. So, I mean, you know, in the 90s, I'm one of those people who in the 90s, I was like, Ugh, and I gave <laughs> up and I came back in like 2000, 2001. Yeah. yeah I've, I've always loved comics. Um, awesome. Nonstop. I love it. How long have you been into Hellboy? Like, when did you first get into Hellboy? I'm trying to remember. Like, it was, it was, it's got to be early 2000s. I remember, because that's when I got back into comics. So I got back right. into comics. I was reading in the early 2000s. I picked up some Hellboy because my, uh, my, cousin's what what is that an uncle-in-law my cousin's husband's <laughs> dad was like like you got to read hellboy you got to read hellboy it's really cool and he actually gave nice. me this really cool uh, hellboy bobblehead like this like polystone hellboy bobblehead so i was like awesome. yeah so I, so I got into it then i got out of it and then obviously when the movies were coming out he's like oh hellboy come on they're making the movie you got to get back into it so i got jumped back into the comics and then it was like an obsession it's an obsession. So cool. I mean, you know what it's like. It became an instant obsession for me. Um, Completely. And then, uh, then the movie came out, and then I was like, Mr. Snobby, like, well, I have some problems with the movie. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you and Dave comic. together. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's like, you know, I enjoyed them for what they were when they first came out. And then, yeah. you know, I could still watch them at any point. Like, they, you know, they're just enjoyable, you know, just to put on. But then, like, when you become so obsessed with the comics, you're like, mm, it is. Right. <laughs> you want to see, like, a faithful iteration of that on the screen. And I think, yeah, yeah. it has yet to be, like, totally done perfectly. But like you said, yeah. it's like you could still pop on the movies and be like, these are yeah. awesome I mean, listen, in their own way. V for Vendetta. I don't know how you feel about the movie. I love that movie. And I read the comic and it is yeah. very different from the yeah, comic. Yeah, it's a huge step away. You, you know what I mean? So like, but I love, I love, I probably love the movie better than the book, which, which Alan Moore fans will probably light me on fire for saying, but, I, <laughs> I probably love that movie book. but you know, you know, it's still a good feeling, but you just want that. You want that like thing. I mean, and, and then yeah. you know, people try to translate it too well and, you know, and put too much uh, of the comics into a movie. We, but I don't want to talk about that right now. I'm still yeah. trying to <laughs> from 2019 Hellboy. For sure. Yeah, yeah that's sure. the thing. It's like there's got to be such finesse to it and like Yeah. Yeah, it's just not it's not there yet, but maybe I mean, we still have a lot of the uh, at least Dave and I have a lot of the animated uh shorts and stuff like that to get through. Uh, so Oh, you um, didn't get through all of them, right? Yeah, so no. yeah, you, you, yeah, that's yeah. right. I'm looking forward to those. I feel like those are probably more promising as far as like sticking to the uh atmosphere and everything about the comic. Right. It, they, you know, I, I'm one of those people who will tell you that I feel they nailed the atmosphere so much better in those. But then nice. again, it's so much easier to do it in animation. I mean, yeah, DC animated films like are untouchable. Yeah. You know, but then they're they're cinematic film, they're live action films, you know, they, they're hit or miss. So, I mean, right. it's like the same thing. animation, I guess you just have so much more freedom because you're not spending all your money on big, big budget effects totally. and explosions, you know? Yeah. And, you, and you know, I think the audience is like their suspension of disbelief is already there a little bit. Right. I think it's like less of a struggle to work towards like, oh, that's a good cat. Yes. Yeah, good cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's less of a struggle to like, you know, have a real human being put on the Aquaman suit versus like being able right. to draw whatever, you, like being able to draw Aquaman and represent him in whatever way in a cartoon. Like, right. yeah, I think people are a lot more forgiving of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So like, understandably so, shit's hard to pull off. Like, yeah. I really hope that, I hope that they, they learn from this and say, you know what, maybe we just go animated with Hellboy or the BPRD or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's so much good storytelling I would love and it could be done so much better in animation. I think completely. Is that like your ideal version of them going forward as like a, maybe that, like an animated series or something? I think animated series would be the best way for them to go forward because I mean, as much as I love live action, you know, like everyone wanted transformers to be live action. Look how that turned out. I mean, you know, GI Joe to be live action. I mean, it doesn't have, everything doesn't have to be live action. It's like you have the comic book. Sometimes the comic book is good enough. You don't need anything. Sometimes yeah. comic book, to animation that's all you need and sometimes you know you don't need to keep making it and then a video game of the animation of you know what i mean just just give it a and then you know 20 years later there'll be a broadway musical about it you know <laughs> i mean you're probably not lying dude let's get a little shop of horrors right it was like yeah. Yeah, of horrors was a movie then a musical then a movie based on the musical then back as a musical yeah let's yeah. get steven sondheim to make a hellboy musical <laughs> i'd watch it i'd be into it I pay you know? eighty bucks to go see it. Yeah. You're not. Uh, you're paying way more than eighty bucks. It's on Broadway. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. It'll be. It'll be twenty years from now before they even open that shit back up for us to go see one. Oh man, that's true. That is true. It's gonna be nuts. That's awesome. I'm so. It's it's so nice when it's like yeah, this like friend or family member got me back into the comic because I think that gives you like a more personal attachment to it, and you get to like talk about it with somebody. I think that's so important. 
Yeah, especially, um, you know, like, you know, Thanksgiving and Passover and all the stuff where, like, all my family's like, oh, sports and sports. And I'm like, I don't give a shit about yeah. sports. <laughs> and so I had, you know, I had Barry to talk to, you know what I mean? That's I had awesome. Barry to talk comics with. It was great. That's the best. I love, I love that. I love that. Awesome. I have my, I, you're lucky. I have my brother introduce me to Hellboy, but I don't think I could get him in a conversation with it. <laughs> about it now? Yeah. yeah. He wants to talk about booze. He's a destroyer well, these days. He makes booze, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fair. I guess if he does it for a living, he's allowed. Yeah, I know. But, you know, make, make you know, transition the, the conversation, you know, mix it up. Yeah. Thank you. Me. Thank you. Have more than one interest. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't drink, but if you wanted to talk to me about alcohol, I'd, I'd absolutely listen. I listen to people talk about sports. Curious. You're very open and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. Amazing. I love that. Um, that is a great history to have and just becoming passionate about it. You have a great, I mean, you have a collection. When did your collection start of figures and things? With Hellboy? Yeah. Oh, with Hell, well, with Hellboy specific. So, I mean, he gave me my first bobblehead. So that was like, oh man, 2000s, early 2000s. And there wasn't a, like when I started realizing that I wanted to be this crazy, insane, lunatic hoarding toy collector, <laughs> like that was, that was much later. That was much later in life. Um, so, I mean, I, when the Mezco stuff was out, like I missed out on that, but then uh, yeah. they had like a warehouse sale and I went in, I started buying all this stuff. And, and then Funko eventually came out with their stuff and I started buying all that stuff and Oh God, it was just too much. And now, I mean, 1000 Toys has the, has the one that I was showing you, the, you know, my Fozzie Bear crossover here. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's got it. He's got the Hellboy decked out with the Fozzie glasses and the rubber chicken. It's a beautiful thing to see. It's yeah, I had wonderful. The, I had the hat. I don't know. It must've fallen off. But, um, <laughs> and then uh, Hot Toys is now coming out with a new Hellboy. It's based on the David Harbour version, but I liked the way he looked. Yeah, I mean, the aesthetic I, is cool. I love the yeah. makeup. I and I didn't hate his personality that he that he you know like obviously he had dialogue and direction that he had to deal with and, and whatever. But yeah, you know, strip all that away just as an action figure, it's amazing. So I was right. like, I have that on order. So I'm you know I'm still all about collecting the Hellboy toys. I love I have too much stuff. Look, I mean, I even have a right. It's it's. I'm not even kidding. I didn't bring this out Dude. because because I'm on this cast. Like it's on this bench. My piggy it's bank just is there a giant for you. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I think we we That's briefly a good size too. Yeah, we briefly talked about buying that. And I then, want to. I mean, it's I'm, life size. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> it's a life size, you know, and I use it. You know what I mean? This is this is my vacation fund. I can hear this. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh, so, right hand of change. Love right, it. Yes, right, <laughs> hand, right hand of cash. Cash. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. Um, I, I I do agree with you though. I was not. A lot of people immediately on, on, out the gate were like, "David, Har fuck David Harbor, blah blah blah." And I was like, I think David Harbor, out of everything on the table in Hollywood, it was the best choice possible yeah. to be our Hellboy yeah, like in the live I did too, and I I agree. I don't think it was him. Like you like you sort of mentioned before, you can't blame Ben Affleck or whoever's cast to be the the ruin of a movie um unless they're like an edward norton who wants to rewrite everything but right. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like more like he did the best he could which i enjoyed just with some shitty writing and direction that just got off the rails right i mean like like listen he didn't he didn't hold the whole thing together himself he, he every everybody had a part to play in, in in a terrible movie if a movie's terrible it's not one person's fault 
Yes. Even if the lead, even if the lead who's who, of, of the entire movie is the worst, if everything else is amazing, it's still going to be a good movie, even if the yeah. lead is, is terrible. You know what I mean? Yep. But I mean, think of, and then, then you go the opposite. Have you seen, oh, have you seen, was it called Serenity? No. Who's that Matthew McConaughey movie with uh, with Anne Hathaway? Uh, there was, it was oh, like last I think year. it was called Serenity. Was it called Serenity? I think it was because it was similar to the uh, yeah. the TV the the, yeah, the, the Josh Whedon. Yeah, but I saw that movie. I went to the theaters to see that movie, and that was a terrible movie. But but McConaughey played the shit out of that character. Like he was like, I am going to own this. Like it's the best movie <laughs> ever. And I was captivated by him. So, I mean, they could go the other way because yeah. that movie was terrible, but I was captivated by his performance. So, I mean, but like Ben Affleck didn't do a terrible job acting as Daredevil. It was just a terrible movie. And David Harbour didn't do a bad job acting as Hellboy. It was just happened to be a terrible movie. So I yeah, can't wait to get that Hellboy girl. action figure because it comes with like the flames and the sword and the hair and the dead Hell everything. Yeah. Everything that was good about it. Yeah. Everything that was good about it is in this toy. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Rad. Rad. Hopefully it will play the rock music for you too. There's a pull string and it's just Moni Moni coming out. To this this day, my my really good friend Jason, uh uh you know, he wanted to do, a, he has a podcast, Heroic Nonsense, and he wanted me on oh, cool. to talk about the Hellboy movie. And he never saw it. So he's like, all right, I'm going to watch it with you. And he just now to this day, he, every once in a while, I'll just be like, money, money. He'll text me, money, money. <laughs> I want to jump out of a window. Just snap your phone in half. Yeah, just throw it at the God damn new phone. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> never, never want to hear that song again. Oh, oh I love it. It's the worst possible. Whoever was in the marketing team, I wonder if they got they got at least reprimanded for that choice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was just a throwaway. Anyway, so it's always going to come back to that movie. We're all so traumatized by it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I love Some it. Some people well, dig it. I don't know. True. It, you know what? There are parts about it I like. That's all I'm going to say. I saw it. I actually saw it five times, by the way. In the movie five, theater? Three five. times in the theater, two times outside of the theater. You are stronger human than us. <laughs> Listen, you know, for me, it was work. So I had to do it. You know what I mean? All right. I had to do it. Uh, oh, I so we're going to talk about trauma. You're very dedicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so. well, that's a good transition to get away from the movie. Let's talk about our story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, pull yeah, pull it up. We're going to be reviewing and discussing with Alex for this episode the uh, the short story, They That Go Down to the Sea in Ships. Yes. Um, yeah, such which, a cool title. Yes, it's such a great title. Um, um, yeah. yeah. Talk about the history on this one because it's really funny, I think. <laughs> so it was uh, published August 2007, uh, written by Mike Mignola and Joshua Dysart. Illustrated by Jason Sean Alexander with Mignola doing the cover, uh, colored by Dave Stewart, lettered by Clem Robbins, edited by Scott Alley, boo. Boo. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was like a, a really, I, I really enjoyed it as a short story. And then I was like, when I, as soon as I saw the cover, I was like, which Pirates of the Caribbean came out this year? Oh um, my god! So in 2007, <laughs> I was like, "Why are they doing this pirate story?" Like, kind of out of—I mean, I'm sure it wasn't out of nowhere, but so 2007 was the year that the the what people thought was going to be the last Pirates of the Caribbean movie, The World's End, 
that's when that came out. So I bet people were just like, you know, I, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know if they were just like banking on it being like pirates are big right now or something like that. Pirates are in this year? Pirates yeah. are in in a big way. Because you got like, I mean, the cover is fucking beautiful. It's like yeah. an awesome mignola, like sort of like a, almost like a slanted pyramid sort of a composition that we got here with the cool like doubloons and I love the doubloons. Yeah, so good. Hellboy holding like a pirate sword and and like the skull of Blackbeard with still like the cool beard coming off of the skull with like a little hint of the nose. It's like I love when he does the 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 skulls that like you know because it still has the skin on it with the teeth, so like the lips are pulled back. It's so kind of it's very gruesome. Oh, totally. It's so, so great. I'm a big fan too. The 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 figure that the red figure in the heart that are on mm-hmm. the cover, that's yeah. directly pulled from Blackbeard's uh, Jolly Roger. It's right. his flag. Oh, I cool. love And like, I was looking up Blackbeard just out of curiosity and I found it and I was like, that's so cool that he lifted that directly. Yeah. Because he, he always loved history and he always loved real mythology and he always liked in- interjecting it. So I, I, so putting it in there and I love, I love the symbol, you know, even though Blackbeard was a bastard, I mean, uh, you know, he got a good, he got a good uh, artistic sense if you, if you will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he knew he knew it would scare the shit out of people. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's definitely what it feels like. Are you guys familiar with a lot of like Jason Sean Alexander stuff? Like, have you? I I, I wasn't personally, but I, I thought this issue was illustrated in a really cool way. So I think no, I he, might end up checking him out. It's funny because I, the name, aside from the story, the name is it really? I know stuff that he's drawn, but I just can't picture it off the top of my head now and uh now i'm just gonna have to google a yeah. little bit of it the stuff that i found was all like it was like spawn he did like some abe sapien stuff too uh but i'm sure you know i'm sure he has a long career but like i think like the spawn stuff seems to be sticking out to me the most Spawn actually you know what? I, as a person who didn't love spawn comics spawn comics though they they push out a lot of really great artists got their start For sure. There. For I sure. agree yeah. with that. Uh, do you think he had to add the Sean because everybody thought he was George? <laughs> he was George, George Costanza. Costanza. Yeah. <laughs> He's making fun. Everyone's like, oh my God, you know, George Costanza is drawing comics now. <laughs> what can this time. guy do? It's so dumb. I, what was, I found very interesting about this story uh, or the release of the story more so is that as I was reading like the intro about it on like the original trade and looking at the history is that it was, it, he, Mignola considered it a story before they collected it that most people had not previously read because it was only released at a New York uh, Comic-Con that year as a promotion alongside the video game, Hellboy, oh. The Science of Evil. Oh. So most people oh. didn't ever read it until the collection of the, fir- the like the Crooked Man trade. That's cool to include it. Yeah. Which I found very fascinating. It was volume ten, The Crooked Man and others. Yes, um, I, that would have worked th- on me to buy the game, and then I would have just been sad. Yeah, <laughs> I looked yeah. up the gameplay. Yeah, I looked up the gameplay. It looks like you know not the best uh, version. <laughs> I, it looks like fine, but it's just. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give it five minutes, and you'll be like, yeah, "Yeah, I changed my mind. It's not fine." And the, yeah. you know, I, 
I have a friend, Justin, who, who I, I got rid of that game like very long time. And my friend, Justin, just, he's another artist that he just like sent me a bunch of stuff. You know, like if I, if I buy one of his toys, he just sends me a pile of stuff and nice. he drew me all these Hellboy things. And he sent me another copy of it. I was like, why? Oh my God. <laughs> it's like a curse, curse that follows you. Yeah. Yeah. You are cursed. You know? It looks like a bit of a bummer of a game. I mean, they released it for like PSP and, and I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Like, yeah. you know, it's just like, I don't know. And, and, the playthrough video I I was kind of watching was only like five hours long. So I was like, it's bad, it's short, and it's like, but they had all the voice act, like the voice acting was like, it was like Ron Perlman was on it. Like, they spent the money on that. They should have spent it on like, I don't know, making the game. Yeah, making it a thing <laughs> yes. at all. Yeah, you gotta you gotta try to find one if you have one with someone actually like Twitch streaming it, so you could hear them cursing and screaming. Just being like, "Why am I playing this again?" Uh, sounds like you, it sounds like you have your own series lined up, Alex. Just replay it again I, and display the curse. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna display the curse. I'm gonna show the wonderful art that he sent along with it, and then the it's like it's like for every good thing he has to do a bad thing to me. You know, it's like, here's this wonderful gift, and he slaps me in the face with the game it's, it's balanced <laughs> this, uh, uh, this comic was cool though I, I liked it so it's like we open in this uh it's like a curiosities antique shop kind of a woodworking shop it's sort of like everything in massachusetts uh this guy comes in to get out of the rain and we see a uh the shopkeeper like carving ornate rocking chair and you, you kind of repainting it. I think he oh, might be repainting it. Okay, okay. If okay. you go back to the panel right before that, where he says, "Can I help you?" So I have the digital version on my on my monitor here. Yeah. Look at that one panel. It actually has because this is. Oh uh, yes. This is from Psalms, um, one hundred seven. It actually says it right there. Um, it actually has those that go down in the sea. In it has like the actual verse, like oh, in yeah. a little oh, placard all the way in the background. Those that go down to sh to the sea in ships. These see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. Ooh, That's ominous. a spooky psalm. Yeah. I read it in preparation for this. And oh, it's about cool. how, and it's, and apparently it's about how, you know, you know, the storms are going to happen. You just, you know, but God is going to be there with you, uh, you know, to see you through it. But, you yeah. know, when they translate it into this story. So. Yeah, yeah right. I wanted to look. I wanted to be smart, and I wanted to do research. <laughs> you did more than us. I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to be prepared more work. to impress you with my really great research yeah. skills. I Googling. am impressed. I am very impressed. <laughs> the fact that more I did. Us. The fact that I have the library edition. I didn't catch that. Is uh, I'm beside myself. It's very it. oh. small. <laughs> it's very. It's very small. But I just haven't had the digital version, so I have the guided view thing going. So nice. Like so I caught it. Oh yeah, you can nice. Anyways. zoom in. Yeah, it's like uh yeah, it's just like, you know, wall to wall sort of like it almost reminds me of like uh like where you might buy a gremlin or something. It's like there's <sighs> very good walls everywhere. It's like, yeah, just uh ornate old stuff. And uh this guy, he's like, Hey, I do tarot readings. Do you want one? No. Uh <laughs> essentially. Um and he, he's such a dick he, about it too. He's like, Yeah, yeah he's an asshole. Lucrative. 
And then he sort of like, he sort of implies that there's another person there. You think it's going to be like his like wife that he hates or something. Cause he's like begrudgingly referring to the other yeah. person or being that's there. But this, uh, this like, this like grifter psychic bumps into something. And as he's helping pick stuff up, he picks up this ominous skull. It's $218. I don't know if there's probably some significance of, to that, right? $218. I don't know. It seems like a very specific number to me. I'm yeah. like, I, if if anybody listening is like, I know what that means in Blackbeard uh, lore <laughs> or whatever. Like, let us know because I it, it seems like something. Um, oh, uh, this shopkeeper reminds me of like a lot of the comic store owners when I was a kid. Like, such a dick. <laughs> yeah, dude. Such a. He's like, he's like, don't what's touch this? anything. You know, but he holds up the things. Like, what's this? He's like, well, it's pretty obvious. It's a skull. Like, yeah, right. yo, man. Relax. Like, I'm just asking. <laughs> Do you want me to spend money in here or not? Yeah, he's the worst. <laughs> That's so very accurate. Just give me a give me a referral. I just want to know what I should read. Stop yeah. talking. Oh. Da- stop demeaning me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so so it's like this psychic for the first time as he's picking the skull up is actually getting a legitimate like psychic energy from this thing as opposed to his like phony baloney tarot card readings and stuff he's like i gotta have the skull it's 218 bucks no it's not and he hits him with an astrolabe he hits the shopkeeper with an astrolabe i guess i don't 100 percent know sextant or whatever whatever those things are called it could be a sextant it's a uh some sort of nautical uh Uh, instrument so the key with the themes yeah so he smashes the shopkeeper's uh head with that grabs the skull and gets out of there then we cut to Island off in North Carolina. We see Abe coming out of the water and reporting to Hellboy on a walkie-talkie. He's on the southern beach. Hellboy's in the boat with uh, Earl Reeds, a local historian who's uh, being like subcontracted, it says, by the BPRD because he has like knowledge of Blackbeard's ghosts. Like imagine <laughs> that. Imagine like you get like subcontracted by a government agency for your knowledge of Hellboy comics. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, like me? You got it. Yeah. And there's like a fun exchange too of like him being like, Hellboy's like, you're looking at my feet. They're crazy. Right. <laughs> and he was like, no, I just didn't think I was going to work with Hellboy, like the Hellboy, you know, yeah. when you guys call me. And he kind of gives you like a Hellboy's like, lucky you, like, you know, his gruff, <laughs> but not, not like cruel or anything, just like gruff sort of response. He's always, um, she's probably just exhausted from it. Yeah. Like same yeah. Conversation okay. every single time. Yeah. Right. Feet, I get it. Yeah. They're cloven hooves. Okay. I, I talk about this every day of my life. I love that in this story with Mignola and, uh, uh, Dreisart, um, is that how you say his last name? Um, the co-author. They seem to be hitting on things that have been there for years that weirdly Mignola has never addressed. Like the feet, right. which I love that like in this story, they're like, eh, I want to address the feet. Mignola's like, oh yeah, I have never done that. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so specific. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. And I love that. And I love that in that one panel with his feet, I love that his bottom hoof is breaking the the border of the panel. Yeah. I just love yeah. that. So it, it, like our character, it, it immediately draws our eyes to the hooves, which I love. And it brings your eye down into this next panel. Like there's a lot of fun, like stuff. Like I think that the artist does a good job of sort of composing the whole page 
and making it flow like that, like really nicely. And then we cut to another part, like around this island where our psychic holding the skull of Blackbeard is kind of, now he's like taken on this, this like manner of speaking. That's like a little more ornate and, and, and like frilly prophetic even. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh, suddenly you can actually see things and you know, now he's like, I was led to this place all my life. I faked it, never knowing I had true sight. Like, you know, it's kind of <laughs> like, now he's like a more classic Hellboy villain or, you know, he's kind of overtaken by this power that he's possessed now. I just think it's, I, I, I think I feel bad for this guy because everyone's been a dick to him this whole time. Like, yeah. really just, so like the guy in the antique shop was just such a jerk. He's like, this guy's down, like this loser tarot card reader from the thing. And guys being rude to him. And now he's leading his friend. You know what I mean? He's there yeah. with this guy. And this guy's being a jerk to him too. Like, all right, enough. Enough yeah. with this nonsense. All the way from Boston <laughs> with this nonsense. You're always dragging me out of my boat onto something or another. Like, yeah, they're like having a, a good argument of like, this better fucking pay off. There better be yeah. treasure. And then we get this great, I love this great like position that the psychic ends up in where he's like sort of tilted, holding the skull above his head screaming like yes yes it's me i i I have your beard as he's like swaying with like just like overcome with the emotion and the power of the thing that he's holding (laughs) i I think that's just like a really nice panel that cool and manic and prophetic you know totally i I love the skull still has a tag on it i love it well he wants everyone to know how much he paid for it too you know (laughs) He wants, he wants Blackbeard to know, like, yo, bro, <laughs> at least, you owe me at least 218 bucks. How many? That's like three doubloons. Yeah. I think that's a thing, too, of like, it's like, oh, what's the, what's the price, the real price he's going to pay for yeah. this thing? He's already shed blood. Gonna have. And then, like, uh, then Abe on another side of the island, he's, like, walking down the beach and sees this cloak figure. Uh, I like the look of this cloaked figure. I think it looks really cool with this sort of like paintbrush kind of style that this uh, guy has. This is on one of the panels. If you look like it's like sort of like these like tendrils of shadow kind of like leaking off of him too. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's, it's such awesome. a cool like touch. Yeah. Like the sort of like dark energy sort of thing. It's really Whoa. great. Yeah. And, and I love that. Um, I mean, Dave Stewart with the colors is always crushing it. And I think in this one too, he like, he makes his color style more like kind of more painterly to match the look of the the illustrator. I think that's really, really cool too. And you can really see it on this one in particular because you have like the waves in the sky and stuff. It really yeah. kind of stands out to me here. Abe's like, hey, what's going on? And then it's <laughs> like, you get like an awesome pirate language. Like I love like, you know, the like... <laughs> He was not a kind person, Mr. Mermat. Like, you could hear all that <laughs> yeah. as you're reading it, this, like, raspy, ghostly voice, you know, like, with your, like, dropping the last letter on words and stuff like that. Really, like, I, I love how, like, you know, Abe walks out of the water. He's just walking down the beach. Some yeah. weird pirate guy's just there. And he's like, yeah, this is totally normal. This is probably somebody all, I need to talk to. <laughs> yeah, it's like he, did, he didn't get a phone call like, hey, there's a weird guy on the beach. He's just <laughs> on the beach. He's a weird guy. He's like, of course, there's a weird yeah. guy. I gotta go talk oh, to Oh, you're him. here for the same thing as me. Yes, obviously. <laughs> We're here for Blackbeard. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, this, the figure tells him the story. I'm going to do sort of like a flashback to see Blackbeard fighting his enemies on a ship. It's 
pretty badass. There's a lot of like limbs chopping off and uh, like, you know, sword. <laughs> and apparently all of this is accurate. Yeah. This is like what really happened to Blackbeard. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah. He got, he took, he took a beating, then got his head chucked off yeah. and it was hung on the mast. <laughs> That's fucking brutal. And it's, uh, it's like told in a really cool way. I think it's just, you see like, the, in the wake of this ship sailing away, it's like blue and with the red, the blood from his body being dumped into the water. Yeah, and you see the head sort of like deteriorating and becoming like yeah. grosser and grosser. It gets like put on a stake in a town square where his like old buddies steal it just to line the skull with silver and use it to drink out of. Yeah, yes. drink, drink, drink. It's so funny. It's so good. It's, I love I love all the progression from all the different bars and frat houses. Yes. But, yeah. but the Yale one, like I actually busted out my, my Hellboy companion book because I was like, wait, is there something in there about Yale? Because it's like Yale 1915, like cultists drinking blood from it. I was like, I want to look that up, but there was nothing in yeah. there. Uh, I think that, I mean, it just makes me think of like skull and bones kind of shit, like yeah, secret yeah. society kind of stuff. Yeah, totally. Which is like, yeah, I, those guys fucking do that. So. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. What I love too about this story is I like how they seamlessly meld. Abe and Hellboy are getting told the same information, but in two different locations, and they do it so seamlessly. Where yeah. we start, where we definitely start with. Abe and his his unknown figure, and then we move in half through that flashback to go back to the 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 like perf- the 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 expert on Blackbird talking to Hellboy, but it's just progressing the story, and I love that. I think that's yeah. such a cool integration of that information, and it oh, just it's like- moves everything continually forward. And it's like kind of like cementing that like this is what happened. You know what I mean? Not yes. like this is what I think happened. This is no, it's like this is exactly what happened. And that's what you got two sources telling you the same story. Facts. Yeah. That's, that's how you know. Fact, it's it fact lines checking. Up. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And this panel of Hellboy's face, this zoom in on his face when he's talking about uh where they finally found out about it. Like it's yeah. just such a, it's, just, oh, it's a very moving just grim face i love it it's really cool yeah this and uh, another panel where you can totally see like the the artist and the colorist really like working together in such a great way like the texture of his skin in that panel is so awesome i love that panel and it's particularly like this stood out to me in the reread and it made me go like we talked about how we'd love like a bprd series and so forth and i was like if bprd ever becomes a series can this be like a specific in the show or in the world? I love how Hellboy says, uh, it turned up in an antique store up north. This guy, Mark Arrow, killed the owner for it. The owner's ghost ratted him out <laughs> to a medium in Florida. That specific is so good. It's very funny. The it's... idea that your ghost can rat someone out. Yeah. <laughs> to someone in Florida. I mean, he went from the ghost traveled from from, from Boston to Florida. He had some unfinished business in Florida. Yeah. He had to yeah. go take care of. And did he try to keep it in? He's like, I shouldn't tell me, but I, sh- I yeah, got to tell, tell you. Yeah. Like, there's plenty of mediums in Boston and Massachusetts. They're like, yeah. nah, no, we, we, I get this one in Florida. This is the one. It's I close to Disney. There. I want to go stop by there real quick. 
<laughs> That's so his unfinished good. business. He never yeah. got to ride every ride at Disney World. Exactly. <laughs> um, there's no, there's no really line great. for ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> Possess the person at the front. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but that that specific is um is one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. And I like that this character is like happy. He's like uh the guy Earl who's telling him this whole story. Well, I ain't ashamed to tell you, it, this is all very exciting for me. Like it's it's a yeah, it's like a fun way to show that it's like for Hellboy, it's like, well, it's I'm doing my part of the job here. All the other people involved in this, you know, the medium was involved. They called the BPRD. It's like very like day uh, in the life for him. It's like a normal day for him at work. And Earl's like, well, I'm excited to be here. This is cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. Somebody believes me about Blackbeard. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, because he probably has no friends. They, no one wants to talk to him. He's right. like, yo, guys, you want to hear about this Blackbeard thing this I read? No. Pot's talking about <laughs> Blackbeard again. Now he could go to like, now he can go to the bar and be like, yeah, well, Hellboy likes my stories. Okay. <laughs> It'll be like he had one too many. <laughs> then if we cut back to, I guess he is named now the psychic Mark Arrow. Yes, yeah. Mark Arrow. Yeah. So Mark's holding the skull up above his head still, and we see Blackbeard's uh, decapitated body sort of like lumbering towards him. You kind of get that impression. He's like wading through this knee-deep water. Something's happening. I told you I could do it. And now the friends start fighting like, I want to hold the skull. It's my boat. <laughs> I get Smeagol. to hold the skull. Yeah, like classic Smeagol, classic like, I want the rewards of this thing. He fucking blasts his friend right in the head. Uh, Mark is dead now, and his his buddy picks up the head. God, shut up. It is I. It is I. I mean, who talks like that? Like, I love that. <laughs> this poor guy. But even when he's dead, he's getting beaten down. Yeah, he's getting yeah. screamed at. <laughs> at his body. And then I do like this, too, this exchange between fr- the friend who is still alive holding Blackbeard's head. And his head, the black Blackbeard's head starts talking to him. Ah, a man after me old heart, you know. <laughs> but this next it's panel like, gets yeah, me violently the- murdering your friend. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. No, no. It's, uh, it's but the funny thing is the next panel is like, but you're also a businessman. I n- I never I read that about about him. I never knew. No. But, I never knew Blackbeard was a businessman. He's yeah. like showing up in fancy suits. What are you What are you talking about? Yeah, right. It's like I think I can uh, I can negotiate with this murderous pirate. Yeah, oh. murderous pirate from back from the dead. He's totally negotiable. Whitey Pacelli is this guy's name. Sorry, which I, I think uh, is supposed to be Whitey Bulger, like a take mm-hmm. on Whitey Bulger. Because at first well, I looked why up is that? because they're from Boston. Whitey Bulger is oh. like the most known crime boss gangster. from Boston, yeah. gangster from Boston. And I looked, I was like, Whitey, Whitey's just such a specific name. Yeah. Now, I looked it up thinking it was so like, maybe it was somebody in history as well, but I was right. like, Oh, it's a fictional character. But I was like, I think this is supposed to be like a take on like Whitey Bulger. Yeah. Between it being Whitey Bulger would ki- Whitey Bulger would kill his fucking friend for gold. And, or, and yeah. try to negotiate with a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he could take him on. Like, how yeah. can I get gold? I mean, he was a fucking informant for the FBI. Of course he's yeah. going to work with a pirate, a dead pirate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure you're right. I'm sure they were like taking that little bit of like that specific to like sort of enrich the story too. And I love this like, like negative energy that's coming off of the head drawing the body closer to the to the head yeah i think that's a really great touch on here too yeah and it can Um, start to fill in more like it's it's less skull more head now yeah yeah like his flesh is kind of slowly 
returning. And he's like, uh, Blackbird's like, I, I do understand control. Slice and like <laughs> chops him in half. <laughs> whitey, no whitey is no more. Yeah. <laughs> and Earl's in the boat, like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> Perfect timing on that. What did I get myself into? Like, too much excitement. Uh, yeah, like the timing of, of everything is so fun. Like, to have him like get closer and closer to Whitey. And then as you flip the page, you see, like, oh yeah, he chopped him in half because he's the, the bastard white, or uh, the bastard um, Blackbeard who's going to just murder anybody yep. who is uh, stopping him oh this picture of blackbeard though yeah it's fucking i love this depiction of him i think it's really cool and his like still got the teeth like you said like it's like yes. uh, his, yeah. his teeth are like drawn out of his uh sort of and like leathery the, skin the smoke stuff because that was something that he did he used to light little like um flames he used to light little flames in his beard like so that smoke would be coming so it would scare the uh, shit out of people and i love how no way yeah yeah that's no, the thing he did that. he used to like stick things in his beard to like light on fire so like smoke would come off and people thought like the devil was coming whatever and Holy so that's like shit. part of his that was part of his whole legend you know and and i love how they even in his ghost form like he still got the little things like smoking off the top and i he looks positively demonic in that picture yeah, I have it. got to read more about Blackbeard, man. This is mm. what a crazy character to be like a real person. <laughs> you want to talk about someone who like, it's like Batman, right? Like theatricality, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, the image of fear, yeah. like Blackbeard was like the OG Batman. You know what I mean? <laughs> he knew, yeah, he like knew how to intimidate. It sounds yep. like that's fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. And he watched was, both his parents get killed on a, a small boat leaving an opera. But I'm like a dad that makes jokes. <laughs> I, like, I like too when he sees Hellboy, he's like, uh, you look like an agent of old Scratch himself, which I love uh, like devil nicknames. I think they're mm -hmm. really fun. Yeah. Old Scratch <laughs> is a good one. He's like, I'm not going to let you take me down to hell and like all that shit. So, you know, a fight's about to ensue. But I love the, the language is funny because he says, I'll be damned if I let the devil drag me down to hell. Like that's, that's the definition of being damned, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like, yes, that's exactly yes, what you that's will be you damned. Will be. <laughs> exactly and he's like yeah so he's like um uh you know he's excited to fight i i ain't seen the ass side of a decent squabble in nearly 300 years which is like language. his dialogue's very funny he uh <laughs> takes out like an old fucking musket pistol and like shoots hellboy's shoulder ah oh, come on <laughs> I, yeah, like I, love, I love how he's never phased he's like meh yeah that sucks. You shot me. Ow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, like we're going to do annoying. it like this. It's an annoyance. And then it's cuts back to Abe talking to this hooded figure, uh, talking about how like Blackbeard basically made a lot of people mad. And he's like, including me, time to go. And yeah. starts wading into the water to join these other bodies that have emerged from the ocean. Abe's like, I better call this in. Hellboy, you there on his walkie-talkie? <laughs> I think something's happening as Hellboy's getting smashed with this sword by Blackbeard. So oh my funny. God. Uh, yeah, yeah. Blackbeard's relentless. He shot him with one gun. He hits him with the cutlass. Yeah, he busts out the other. Then he's got another gun. Sheesh. Shoots him, like, in the chest, it looks like. Yeah. Just hits him point blank right in the chest. Abe, I like this uh, panel of Abe hopping into the water. It's like... Looks like a very smooth movement, and it's also you get a sense for how like 
quiet the night around him is. But also, like, um, the, the way that they cold. painted him, it's like, you know he's he's wet because it's almost like the moonlight is reflecting off of yeah. him. I think it's yeah. like a really great touch to make it look like, okay, he's got he's a slick surface, his moonlight reflecting off his totally. body. That's great. And it's a great, like, kind of foil to this panel right above it. There's, like, all this action. And, like, it's, like, an orange bright panel. And then you have this, like, blue and purple turquoise kind of panel with Abe down below it. Kind of really just easily making it distinguishable that it's, like, this is a separate thing. It also has this, like, separate white between the panel as opposed to the panels above it that are separated by a black line. It gives you, like, just a nice flow from the first two panels really distinguishing, like, this is happening in place a and this is happening in place b right yeah it's exactly it's, it's giving you like this is the calm side this is the violent side yeah and it's just good clear like storytelling you know it's like yeah. real nice this next panel by the way i don't know if so funny i'm dying yeah. <laughs> i'm dying god oh, damn it god stop damn. shooting me <laughs> but the, the price tag is still attached so on. to Blackbeard's head he knocks, Blackbeard's, he knocks Blackbeard's block off and yeah, the price tag is flying behind his hair the body lands in the boat with Earl and he's like ah, ah, like kind of getting back to the shore get away from the head but Earl can't resist. He must try to touch the head of this, you know, this probably like legendary figure that yeah. he's heard, like learned so much about. He like is drawn to it, you know, and Blackbeard's body catches up and is about to like swing down and chop Earl in half too. But Hellboy gets there right in the nick of time, tackles him to the side, almost gets swiped. And then Blackbeard's like, why don't we team up? You're pretty, you're, you're pretty good. Uh, let me think about it. And then as he's, as he's still grappling with Blackbeard, uh, helping Blackbeard is still grappling. And the price tag um, is floating in the, in yeah, the air. The yeah. price tag. Ever-present price tag. <laughs> flying around. All of these like undead sailors and just like victims of Blackbeard emerge from the sea. Um, you must pay, Blackbeard, you must pay. So it's to be Blackbeard against the world, is it? Like, it's just so fun. Like, this great dramatic, sort of like screaming. We'll see who's still swimming when I, all said and done, you see rotted sons of whores. But then he's like, he's getting pulled down there. He's getting um, pretty pissed. Yeah, he's getting pissed and he's, you know, they're winning. He's looking a little scared, I would say, in this last panel. And then Abe from like deep, deep down sees all of these ghostly figures flying towards him. And as they go past, he sees the screaming head of Blackbeard with like all these bubbles emerging. And then they go keep going down until they're like sunken into this abyss, this black abyss that's down there. Abe really got the easiest part of the job. Yeah, Abe was like, I talked to one guy. What, what did Abe do this whole time? Yeah. It's like, I saw a guy, he was telling me some stuff. I was about to help. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He comes, Abe comes out of the water. You all right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that was something. Everybody loves a pirate, which to me, I think is the, is either Mignola or the other author in here, Joshua Dysart saying like, pirates are big right now. Uh, that's pirates right. Are like, pirates of the Caribbean must've come out the same time, especially like saying it was for like a comic con. I bet there was yeah. a lot of stuff at the con that was like, I can pirate see pirates themed, yeah. Totally. What's the guy's name again? Ian, um, Ian McShane. Yeah. Ian yeah. McShane played Blackbeard. 
in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, and he was in Hellboy. There Six degrees of Ian Shane. Together. <laughs> the circle. It all comes together. I it's love so it. good. I, he is great. I do like him as an actor a lot. Um, it's great. Yeah. Everybody loves a pirate. And as he, you know, right after he says that, the panel of just uh, uh, Mark, I think it was, uh, chopped in half, floating up, like, you know, just his legs. Washing up on the shore. Yeah, his legs were over there and his horse over here. He puts a hand down to Earl. Come on, we'll take you home. And then just them cruising back into the night, into the water to take Earl back to his house. Like, thanks for the freelancing. We'll send you a check. Yeah, seriously. Like, imagine, like like I said, he's going to have so much bragging to do to all his friends who never (laughs) want to listen to his Blackwood stories. He's got a paycheck. Like, I saw him. And he was validated. That's true. I mean, it must be. his, His expression is, like, sort of unreadable here where he's just, like, I guess he's still kind of in shock at, like, really... Like being validated must have been like satisfying, but it also must have been like, holy shit, this is all real. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be like this. Yeah. And the price tag, the price tag tag is is down in hell. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been great. Like at the end of all the Hellboy stories and the end of everything is like, that's the last panel. It's like you just see the floating. Loading hat, uh, a price tag and a sea of blood. <laughs> that would be great to have that real deep cut. <laughs> yeah, just a deep cut Easter egg. I love that. Well, that's a fun story, I have to say. I think it's yeah. an all-around great, for especially something that was just essentially created as a promotion and a one-shot for a con. It's like, oh, if this would have just been released as the normal run, I wouldn't have been surprised one bit. Right, right. Because, I mean, the research is there. You know what I mean? The, obviously, there's research, there's true story. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? There's real locales. So they, a lot of work was, a lot of thought was put into it. And the art is just so dark. Yeah. Yeah. You it's know? really moody. It's like a, it's a nice uh, sort of ghost story uh, look that they have going on for this. Yeah, the art. The, I mean, very much a horror vibe. Totally. Very much a horror vibe. And I do love, like I said, I like that little, e- that tiny little Easter egg of of the 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 psalm in the background, yeah. using the using the astrolabe or the sextant or whatever that thing is, you know, like tying in all these little nautical themes. And of course, the pirate ghosts are, yeah, pirate ghosts are. When you keep saying pirates of Caribbean, it's like, oh yeah, they really brought right. pirates to the like or pirate ghosts into the mainstream. <laughs> it's definitely, it's also definitely a sextant because I just Googled them. Right. <laughs> Is it? It's a sextant? I yeah. don't know the difference between a sextant and an astral, but I thought they were like maybe different words for the same thing. I don't know. Maybe, but it looks like, I mean, an astral typically looks like circular and the oh. uh, sextant has that sort of like curved compass looking kind of a look. I mean, uh, you know, all those years cool. I spent as a pirate, you know, I, I thought I would remember the difference. Yeah, you, thought you could retain all of that pirate information. Um, yeah, I mean, did you guys have like a favorite panel or like anything? I mean, I guess besides that, like close up of the psalm, I thought was really super cool. That close up of Hellboy with that funny quote with that hilarious quote of, of, you know, the ghost going to the Florida. I mean, I loved the yeah. way that they portrayed Hellboy, but I also loved... Um, I don't know what was he the nameless Highland bastard or whatever they oh some an unnamed Highlander uh, when that you see that big redheaded red bearded Scottish guy like yeah. going against uh, a black beard just chop 
just the the you know you have the contrast between the bright red and the and the deep black you know it's like as far yeah. as like the hair and the beards and everything like yeah. that I thought that was pretty wild yeah that's you know, as really far as like colors and composition I really like that panel that's, that's fucking badass um, aside from the hooves the hooves one which we discussed earlier which I love I'm, I I don't know why the, I love where we end specifically imagery wise without the second to last panel of um, is it Albert uh, or no, sorry, Earl, 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 yeah. Earl looking, his expression of looking up at Hellboy just says as a reader, like he sort of, it just expresses what he, we went through so yeah. well of like yeah. oh, some crazy shit. I, mean, I, was ex- I was excited about Blackbeard, but this fucking got out of hand. I don't know yeah. if I could do this every day. Yeah. yeah. Don't call me. The, don't call me for the next one. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like he's the audience. You know what I mean? He's like yeah. the C3PO and 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 you know R2D2. He's like yeah. he's, he's our eyes like exhausted. Yeah. I love it. This was rough. Yeah. I think too, especially after Alex after you saying the thing about how Blackbeard would like light stuff in his beard. That shot on at least in the in the version I have on page 212 where he finally has reunited his body with his head. I think that is just such a cool panel. It's uh yeah, he looks like you said earlier, super demonic with his exposed teeth and his yellow glowing eyes. eyes and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's such a badass drawing. It's really great. Yeah, yeah. this yeah this whole this whole issue like this is something that I would love to maybe own an original page from. This is one of those types yeah. that I would absolutely love to own an original page from because it's like so even without color, you could tell this is like like really gruesome and terrifying. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's be- it's just beautiful. Like the, I-, I would love to see like the in person, like the strokes of the ink and everything like that. Like you can tell, it's it's probably like really something to look at texturally. Uh, even just looking at this like flat kind of right. like digital version of it. Right. It's cool. It's very good. <laughs> Spe- speaking of original art, by the way, like so, like I'm um, without spoilers. Okay, like there was one page in the very last issue of help of, of, you know, the BPRD, like the whole saga, right? That yeah. last issue, it was one page. I hit up Lawrence Campbell on Twitter. I was like, yo, if you put that up for sale, I need it. He's like, oh, I'm not really planning on putting it up for sale anytime soon. So I, every once in a while, I would go back to the uh, Cadence, Cadence comic art, I think uh, carries his stuff, uh, where I got my Lawrence Campbell page. And like every once in a while, I'll go back, go back, go back. And then this one day I went there and it was up there and it was sold and I was so mad. Oh my I was God. So mad. Oh, damn it. And like, I can't say anything because you have to, you know. Yeah, you got to experience that moment. You have to experience the moment yourself. And then, you know, we'll, we'll revisit when you get there. But I'm like, oh it. my God, I was so mad that it sold. But what original, do you, what are Hellboy original pieces do you actually have? I have one. Um, it's from BPRD Hell on Earth. Cool. Yeah, yeah. it's it's later on, but it's a it's this really cool one with Liz. And you know, again, I don't want to show it yet. You know what I mean? I don't want to. You know, no spoilers or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, but um, oh, I actually have this. I found this. I was going through my Scott Pilgrim books, and I found this in my Scott Pilgrim books. I don't remember buying this. (laughs) This It's from the 20th anniversary. It's 49, number 49 out of a thousand. It's a little dude. That's great. That's That's awesome. Yeah, it's a little mini print. It was just inside one of the books because I was going through it. You know, my friend was was me. We're talking about uh, Scott Pilgrim. I was like, what the hell is this? This is awesome. That's so cool. That's I was I was uh, I was organizing my comics the other day, and I had a free comic book day Hellboy <laughs> issue from like years ago. I forget what year. I'd have to look back at it. 
but I was like, oh, cool. This is like, uh, I, I'm glad I hoard everything and save every single comic of all time. Yeah. Cause, like I never like knew how much I would be into Hellboy back then. Yeah, so and then so you, see, you end up it. finding all these things when you're a hoarder. Your 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 house <laughs> is a is a treasure chest because you buy oh, so much stuff. Thing is it all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have so I many toys. Crazy. I forget what I have. Oh yeah, I For definitely sure. like. I mean, and you know, they're all gold. Every single toy I own yeah. is <laughs> totally totally solid worthwhile. Gold. Just solid gold. I'm just showing some of my sweet ass toys here. Oh, that one's fucking awesome, actually. This is by an artist uh, on Instagram, Pseudo Five. Uh, I can't pronounce her name. I think it's Mears, and she makes these nightmarish terrifying art and they made a figure out of it and i was like i love this thing i need it it's really awesome before i I have a question for both of you and then a a little uh that will further into a further of a silly discussion but anything that um any of you either of you could suggest that is inspired by this read that you would maybe suggest for listeners to check out read watch or enjoy can free from anywhere it doesn't have to be another comic or I guess Just all like, of the Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I'm sure. I, I'm sure. Yeah. I had noted that one, unfortunately. Yeah, that can, would be a long day if you had yeah. to watch all those movies. Yeah, go yeah. find. Just go find that porno called Pirates. The most it was once the highest. Okay. Budgeted oh yeah, porno. the highest. I gotta production. tell you something. I gotta tell you something. Like, this is not. I'm not saying this is TMI or anything like that. But but my girlfriend, uh, uh, she had seen it and said that one of the characters looked like me. And I was like, oh, I'm very touched by that. I'm very touched by you. That I would look good enough to, to be in this high budget porno. Thank you. I appreciate flattering that. you. Yeah. It's yeah. a very flattering. It's a compliment. Yeah. I'm so trying to think what I, I mean. Um, I don't even think that's, I have a question for you too. That's why I'm saying I don't have it. Um, it's like, but go on what you're saying. Cause I hear black sales. So I have a friend, Cody, who's like obsessed with black sales. And I hear from her and from a number of people that it was such a well-written and well-produced and well-acted show. Um, that it's on my list that now I could binge and I'm probably going to do that, you know, a little bit of that on the plane. Um, nice. But here Black Sales is like a really, like had a lot of accurate portrayals of, uh, you know, true life of, of you know, of true life events that happened. And uh, awesome. the only thing I could say is I watched the pilot and I don't know how accurate the storytelling is and everything like that. I watched the pilot and I did enjoy the pilot, but everything was so clean. I mean, these yeah. are people who are at sea, who God knows when they're showering, God knows, but they had like perfect teeth. The teeth and, really and sets it off, yeah. The teeth really freaked me out. I was like, this is too clean. The, the boards of the ship, everything was like, spotless. I was like, this looks like it just came off the, the assembly line. What are you talking about? The white teeth that, is really something that like every historical movie is really fucking up right now. I'm like, yeah, even yeah. if you watch a movie from, I, I watched Uncle Buck the other day. Everybody has brown teeth, even in just Uncle Buck. That's like in yeah. the 80s. Because yeah. everyone's just smoking or like, you and know. drinking coffee and smoking. So yeah. they had nasty teeth. Yeah. It's all brown. Like you got to have some brown teeth on these actors. And um, yeah. Pirates? Uh, like, come on. Yeah, it would be funky looking. Any historical movie where the costuming doesn't look like it has natural wear and tear on it will immediately bump me out of it a bit. It sets you off, yeah. Yeah. There's, um, I mean, it's not really about pirates, but the first season of The Terror was pretty cool. 
Ooh. I tried the, the audiobook. It's a it's it's a little rougher in, in audiobook. Uh oh, it's yeah. very the, the, the narrator is very soothing. So I'm like, oh, this is I have insomnia. Sleep? I'm gonna put this on because <laughs> it's such a soothing voice. But I want to watch a terror because my, my girlfriend Annie, she she loved it. She loved that show. The first season was awesome. And I heard the second season was good. I just haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Um yeah, that's probably the only the like, closest thing. But Black Sails, I'll definitely have to check out. And I'm, I'm going to check out your friend. You said Heroic Nonsense is your friend's podcast? Yes. I'll have to check that out, too. Yeah, it's fun. It's goofy. Again, you know, I like funny, <laughs> I like funny people. You know yeah. I mean? it, you know, like, it definitely helps keep my interest in, no matter what the topic is. Like, I feel yeah. like all my podcasts have that in common, regardless of what they're about. Yeah. If I, if I, if I, it's very hard for me to get into something if I can't laugh during it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, you know, like when I listen to you two and when I listen to them, I find myself conversing with like my car or yeah. like my, you know, I'm like, I'm sitting there like talking because I'm like, I want to be part of the conversation. So now yeah, I'm actually part like of the that. conversation. So now I'm like, it's awesome. We're so happy good. you are. It's you like, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's like a, you know, emailing is one thing and we do love to get emails and everything, but this is really great. Like it's, the most literal like way that we could all be doing it is actually doing it together. It's great. Yeah. It's so so that, cool. that's, that's something that I love. And again, thank you for being funny all the time. Cause I, you guys hey, crack me up all the time. <laughs> yeah. That being said, have either of you been on the pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland? Never I, Alex. Have I, you done okay. One? True story. I've never really been to Disney. That's okay. I've never I, been to I was Disneyland. Never, I was never until I moved to California like five years ago. I find it amazing that everyone yeah. I know that lives that lives out there, like so many people I know have like season passes and everything. Like, oh, like, yeah. whoa. Okay. I went to, so when I went to Designer Con in November uh, for, you know, I was doing work with Sideshow. Yeah. Um, I went to the downtown Disney. I was like, I'm not paying all this money to go, go, go to Disney. It's expensive. But I went to Florida. I went to Florida. I don't know how you say. It. I mean, I said Florida because <laughs> I'm from New York, but uh, I went to the one in Florida. But I took my two nieces. So it was me, my two brothers, my sister-in-law, and my two very, very, very way too young for Disney nieces. Right? We yeah. get through the door. We're all talking. Okay. And my brother's like, "All right, see you later." And he bolts. My brothers and my sister-in-law bolt, and then leaves me and my little brother with these two screaming kids. Oh my so that's my God. memory of Disney. I never went on any pirate ride. I I don't even think oh, I went on any rides. That's brutal, dude. They that ruined you. Yeah. Well, because yeah. I was going to pitch that we plug Hellboy into that ride. <laughs> okay. We <laughs> like, plug Hellboy into that ride. The way that into they the, plug Johnny Depp into the yeah, ride. Yeah. I think now that Johnny Depp, we're all realizing apparently he's a, a monster as well. He's a wife beater, apparent, uh, allegedly. Yeah. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, they're two terrible people. Yeah. That's, yeah. Allegedly, <laughs> they are. <laughs> Well, well, they can both be terrible. We can ex- we can accept that. Yeah. I, I, you know, whatever evidence comes out, I I can accept that two people can be absolutely awful. For yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> so if we're yes. gonna pull Jack Sparrow out of the ride Sold. and plug in Hellboy, like what, sure. what set pieces do we want on this Pirates of the Caribbean animatronic ride? <laughs> okay. From this story specifically, like you have like sure or anything you want specific for Hellboy, but just on a pirate ride. <laughs> oh, any Hellboy specific, but like sure. an animatronic sort yeah, of a you have, uh, not and that's the technology. Hellboy. That's the technology cap you have is animatronics. Okay. <laughs> what what about that cool mirror thing that I think is that like a haunted mansion thing where they where they make the fake ghosts on the they on like definitely the mirror have, yes. yes. Okay, so mine is going to be 
Hellboy relaying the story of the ghost ratting the guy, the murderer <laughs> out. And, you, and it's going to be him talking, this animatronic talking, and then you see like a projection of, uh, of the ghost ratting, uh, oh, ratting yeah. this guy out to this. I love it. Florida. <laughs> they also have, they have like um, a projection in that ride in the California one that's like water mist is coming down and they're projecting the light onto the mist mm-hmm. and it looks pretty cool. So I feel like you could do something with like, Blackbeard's like head rejoining and all that like crazy energy. Oh, you got a good cat. <laughs> She's really going right now. She's, She's probably like, me. "Why are you paying attention to me for yeah. five seconds?" Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Like you could have like a fun with the projections and stuff like that, or like the guy Mark getting chopped in half, <laughs> but like over, you know, like one of these motions where it's like Blackbeard's just pivoting. And continuously chopping him in half over and, and over. And spray goes into. And it doesn't have to be blood. Yeah. It just be water spray. Just, yeah, just spray oh, in your face. Good. Warm. It'll be warm water. Uh. I you love gotta open that. up Hellboy World. I love. I'm so. Just need a couple billion dollars to I get mean, this thing started. I'm gonna keep mine specific to the story, like both okay. of you have, because my imagination is going wild, and it's almost like we have to return to this in, in the future to design a Hellboy animatronic ride, like a classic <laughs> Disneyland. You've really got me on this. <laughs> and I just so at the end of the ride, um, you when you're exiting. There, they added on like I think when you originally read it, it was just like a a, uh, a room full of treasures, but they put in Jack Sparrow who's like like saying like singing and then saying some last words to you. I want him replaced with Hellboy, and he's just like drinking brew and talking to us, and like he's just like, well, uh, well, I hope you had a hell of a time. Something really corny. One of his like. Let's take you home. I want there to be a part of the run where he yells, God damn it, stop shooting me. Yes. Yeah, yeah for sure. There's just definitely like blasted. That's, that's where you get the pyrotechnics. Definitely that. And then in the gift shop, in the gift shop, they have a whole bunch of little skulls and they all say two, they all have the $218 tag. You could buy any that. version any version of Blackbeard's head you can buy it all has a $218 <laughs> tag, but it's not actually, it's, it's maybe it's $2 and 18 cents. Yeah. Two, <laughs> well, maybe just sell the, the tag on its own. Cause it's the tag. Is the, uh, yeah. Is the stick it to your show. own head. Yeah. I love that. That's, that would be brilliant. So good, brilliant, mar- brilliant marketing uh, to build on your idea with the, the God damn it. Stop shooting me at the end of the ride too, before you exit, there's like a thing you go over where there's pirates across the, your path, like uh, that are shooting overhead of you back and forth. And like mm-hmm. things are getting hit on either side. You got to just put pirates on one side, put Hellboy on the other. And he just, they keep shooting at him and missing. And he's like, God damn it. Stop shooting. That's all you need. <laughs> I'm sold. But that's great. My, uh, I'm glad we discussed that. <laughs> I would pay full price to and for admission. $218 tickets. Yeah, t- I mean, yeah. that's not. Yeah, that's probably that's cheaper that than crazy. Disney. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. For our listeners, Alex, if people want more from you, where can they find you? I mean, um, I'm on Facebook. I run. Uh, it's called the Designer Toy Collective. So I'm always running that, trying to get people involved and talking about designer toys. And it's mostly, you know, there's a lot of gear towards that company, Unruly Industries and, uh, you know, Sideshow Collectibles. Um, That's my main 
that's where I mainly am most days. And then I'm also, uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's uh, church underscore of underscore Sagan, as in like Carl Sagan. So that's the Church of Sagan. Um, that's I'm on Instagram being a moron there. You know, all the time. Wherever I am, uh, I'm being a moron. So you'll see, you'll see a million. The, my cat that we've spoken about, there's like a thousand pictures of her on there. She's extremely cute. So that's warranted. Love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, there you go, listeners. Um, and also, in addition to that, we want to hear from you. Your thoughts on this wonderful pirate story that we went through today. Anything we discussed on this episode or in the past, you can reach out to us at our email, ahcrapahellboypodcast at gmail.com. As well as we're on Instagram at Ah Crap Hellboy Podcast, Twitter Ah Crap Hellboy, and you can please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. If you have the option, please give us a, a high-starred review. Um, if particular to Apple Podcasts, if you give us a five-star review and your review starts with the word "boom." We will read your review and give you a big shout out and praise right here on the show. We call that Boom Reviews. So we want to hear that from you. From you. Boom Reviews from you. Hell yeah. (laughs) From all you. That's it for this wonderful episode with a wonderful guest. Alex, we thank you. Thank you for taking the time out to be on. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm really excited. You, You set sail with us. Years ago, and now you're still with us, and that's an honor. (laughs) That's pirate jokes. Uh, It really was was a pleasure to actually get you on here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be here with you. Right. And to you listeners, thank you for listening. And remember, we love you. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> that was oh, great. That was great. The claw on the forehead. The burn. Oh, oh my god. god. That would be good. Are we gonna end up talking about that movie? I'm sure you know yeah, it's like I'm I definitely talk. No. Yeah, I come up. And I feel like we and Kate always find some fucking way to talk about it. We do end up yeah. talking about it. Yeah. It's, it's part terrible. of the it's part of Hellboy forever, no matter yeah, what. Forever and ever. <laughs> Forever and ever. I was talking. I, I was on a pod, a live video podcast with some friends, and my friend Isabel, and we're just talking about her. She's a doll maker. We're talking about dolls, and, and somehow, because I was there, it and we all ended up talking about the Hellboy movie. And like, I didn't even bring it up. There's like, oh yeah, Alex loves Hellboy. Remember that shitty movie? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I. I you made it. You didn't make it. That's it. But I just uh, remind everybody about this shitty movie. That's so funny. Because I, a friend of mine, this guy, this comedian named Ronnie Adrian, texted me recently, like, "Hey, guess I'm finally checking out the movie you highly, you've highly suggested." And it was, "Oh my you God. son of a bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> and he's all, "Oh," and then he had, he like plays it up as if I do love it. Yeah. He text, after watching, he texts me. He's like, "Hey, man, I don't think this one was really a." Uh, yeah. I think your, your referral is really bad on this one. <laughs> <laughs> like you did. Shut up. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. So posting everywhere that you recommended it, like as your favorite <laughs> yeah, right. movie. Yeah. You know? <sighs> the official hey, uh, stamp of approval. Well, I'm sure we'll get back into it while you're, we're recording. Hear ye, hear ye. Aw, crap, a Hellboy podcast listeners. Are you ready for a promo? Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Muriel. And we're the hosts of Hella, Hella in, in Your 30s. 30s. A 
podcast about a cool couple trying to do adult stuff. So each week we invite you to join us as we try to learn things we should probably already know, like how does a stock market work? Can we install that bidet? Why are all of our houseplants dying? This is a podcast for people of all ages, because remember... Age ain't nothing but a number. But being hella in your 30s is a state of mind. So tomorrow's a new day, let's order pizza. Campfire.